0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from the BBC. In this week's program, Andy Denwood profiles Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger.
1: Arsene
2: Wenger. Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger. They call him the professor. With his wire-framed glasses, clipboard and studious management style, Arsene Wenger has become one of the most celebrated figures in English football.
3: Arsene Wenger is and probably will always remain the most successful manager in the history of Arsenal Football Club. His total passion is the game of football, so he, he wants to win.
2: He's an unlikely football boss, an engineer, economist and linguist, a Frenchman whose determination to develop new talent rather than buying in ready-made stars has won him trophies and the adulation of fans at Arsenal.
4: Just on behalf of the players, would uh, like to thank... All the fans, because for years, with them, we made emotion, passion, and uh, that all made a magic place.
2: One. But recently, the trophies have stubbornly refused to come. With one star player leaving and the possibility of failing to qualify for a top European competition, some fans are no longer cheering, but booing. There are fears that the maestro has lost his touch.
1: It's a really difficult time because for the Arsenal supporters and people who have really loved him and admired so much what he did in the early part of his career, things are becoming so bleak. It's just not clear whether there's quite the same amount of fight in the dog.
2: At 61 and after a decade and a half as manager, some say he now faces a make-or-break season at Arsenal. But his fixation on football and on winning began a long way from north London, in Duttelnheim, a small village
0: in the French region of Alsace, on the border with Germany. His parents ran a hotel, uh, but at the basement of the hotel was a bar, and it shaped Arsen in many ways. He saw people drinking, getting drunk, getting angry, shouting, and it shaped the, the young Arsene. And from that day on, he decided to have a very almost ascetic life. Wenger's biographer, Xavier Rivoire, says his early life is the source not only of his immense personal discipline, but also of his deep love of the game. He also developed this passion for football, because what do you do when you're at the counter in a bar with friends? You talk about maybe horse racing and uh, the bet you're going to place, but also football. And remember, people talked about Strasbourg and uh, they mentioned football in France and in Europe. So his passion for soccer also comes from the bar that his parents were running.
2: By the age of 13, he was playing in a youth team for the neighbouring village of Mützig. Team colleague Roger Kleinklaus remembers him as an enthusiastic amateur. C'est
4: un bon joueur. I would say he was a good
2: player, but not the best of his team. His brother was a better player. Arsene was a midfield organiser like Bobby Charlton. The Bobby Charlton of Mutzig, but with much more hair. (laughs) A love of football did not distract him from his education. He graduated from Strasbourg University with two degrees, one in engineering, the other in economics, before beginning a brief playing career at Strasbourg but it soon became clear that his real talents were in football management. And as a coach with the French league team of Nancy-Lorraine, he was soon demonstrating an
0: absolute obsession with winning, says biographer Xavier Rivoire. Just before Christmas, he was a young manager and his team lost. Arsen was supposed to go back home to Alsace to meet his parents and spend Christmas with them and his brother, and he actually locked himself in his flat and he wouldn't go to Alsace, and he would stay in his flat for a couple of weeks. He almost didn't feel himself. He just hates losing. And I think that uh, it tells it all about uh, this total anger at losing. This overwhelming determination to win earned
2: him the top job running Monaco's football team. England international Mark Hatley was an early signing.
4: I was introduced to and he was about 35 years old so he, you know he's like 10 years older than me. He looked like he should still be playing, very slim, very fit, very very athletic, track suited all the time, you know, with a stopwatch and, and a whistle round his neck and he was starting to impress the established managers. He was a very forward thinking, upfront type of guy very very intense young manager coming into uh, a pretty demanding setup in Monaco
2: Wenger brought science and discipline to training but if he was a technocrat he was a technocrat with a temper recalls Mark Hatley
4: was done on a stopwatch and, you know, a training session would be finished on the dot. Everything had to be precise and, and perfect for Arsene. The first French words, basically, that he taught me was, I'm sorry for being late. He said, if you're going to be late for a meeting, you'd probably be late on the football pitch. To this day, I am a pretty punctual type of guy. Once in that dressing room, if things weren't going right, Arsene would explode. Fierce, fierce explosion of passion, I would say, passion. I think that was a burning thing in the back of his mind that he was going to be a success as a manager, come what may, and I think that passion, you know, came out as anger. I've seen him confront players, basically nose-to-nose with players in dressing rooms.
2: Under his management, Monaco won the French League and the French Cup, and when he shifted to Japan in 1995, in one barnstorming season, he took his club from very near the bottom of the Japanese League to very near the top, and back in North London the Arsenal board took notice. In 96, England was enjoying a festival of international football, playing host to the European Championship. But Arsenal was in need of new inspiration at the top. They'd become known as Boring Arsenal. The solution was Arsene Wenger. Ex-goalkeeper and long-time Arsenal favourite Bob Wilson noticed at their first meeting that the little-known Frenchman had big plans to develop his new club.
3: I can remember clearly it was October the 2nd, 1996. Pat Rice came in, he's the assistant manager now, and he walked in with his bespectacled Frenchman and said, Bob, this is a new manager. We shook hands and we showed him round the training facility, which was a, a rented facility from the University College of London. And his head started shaking and he was going, I do not believe this, this is Arsenal, I do not believe, this cannot be Arsenal.
2: Wenger insisted the club build new training facilities. Some of his revolutionary methods made an even quicker impact on life at Arsenal, says the Observer's football writer, Amy Lawrence.
1: I would use two words really, ballet and broccoli. He turned up at Arsenal, which was... A very traditional English club, the boys would go out for a drink every Tuesday afternoon and if they had a a fish and chips or a burger, nobody thought twice about it. But from his very first game, I think Arsenal played up at Blackburn Rovers away and the players, as part of their sort of pre-match warming up, were all doing ballet stretches and I think they all looked at each other and thought, what on earth is going on here? And Ian Wright, who was another of the players early on, famously turned his nose up. and went, broccoli? These were things that would have been sneered at very much by the old-fashioned English footballer. He sees a footballer's or sportsman's body like a piece of highly sophisticated science. And to get all the things in their most optimum balance is, in his opinion, what makes those percentage points that make the difference. They can be the details between winning and losing a game
2: the new manager was determined to get the best from the existing players at the club. Defender Martin Kian quickly saw the benefits of the Wenger method.
3: He made you feel ten foot
2: tall and a lot of the managers I played for had good knowledge and most of them trusted you. But the one thing Wenger did that the others didn't was to care for you. There was almost a, a, a love for the players And that's not an easy thing to do. It's very easy to see what people can't do. And he, above all else, made you feel that without you in the team, the team wouldn't be successful. And I've spoken to people since, and they all felt the same way. It's a special quality that he has. But as well as cherishing established players, Wenger's trademark skill was to scour the footballing world for emerging talent, sign them up, and then groom them for stardom, says Amy Lawrence.
1: He had this way, like an alchemy, of turning these players into absolutely amongst the peak of their profession. And he was taking, if you like, raw diamonds, players with ability and with a lot of the right characteristics, but who hadn't yet made an imprint at the very top of the world stage. The likes of uh, Patrick Vieira, Thierry Henry, notably Nicolas Anelka, when he first came through, was a 17-year-old, spirited over from Paris and, and became, within a season or two, worth £23 million and off to Real Madrid
2: the strategy made financial sense and became embedded in Wenger's approach to running Arsenal. While he got on well with his players, it's sometimes been a different story with rival managers. He's shared some well-publicised spats with Manchester United's boss Alex Ferguson, and is often accused of being standoffish and a bad loser, former Arsenal goalkeeper Bob Wilson.
3: After a game, I know that there are managers who feel that Arsene doesn't stop and look them in the eye if if he loses. He doesn't lose always with the greatest grace. And even when you get to know him well, you can turn around and think, wow, blimey, Arsene, I've known you for 14 years. But there is a shyness about him. And I think that's one of the areas which is a little bit sad when it comes to other people who meet him and think he's aloof. You know, I don't think he's aloof at all. I can tell you that he is in company, one of the most amusing individuals that you could ever spend time with.
2: Arsene Wenger's blend of sports science, psychology, talent spotting and his sheer drive to win elevated Arsenal to the bright sunlit uplands of English football. Two league and cup doubles and 49 games without defeat in 2004. When the club prepared to move to its new 60,000-seater Emirates Stadium, Arsene Wenger and the club's fans were able to bask in mutual admiration.
4: It is a special club with special achievement. And uh, I feel as well we have special values at this club. And, of course, we want to transfer that to our new ground at Ashburton Grove.
2: Since the big move to the new stadium, Arsenal has endured a trophy drought. And the fans are becoming restless. Premiership rivals spend big money to import match-winning players... But Arsene Wenger is faithful to his slow-burn approach of nurturing young talent. The BBC's business editor, Robert Peston, speaking as a third-generation Arsenal supporter, is worried that the strategy may no longer deliver, either on the pitch or on the balance sheet. His financial performance has been remarkable. The interesting question is how long you can maintain an excellent financial performance without actually winning anything. Because after a while, your fans decide, well, perhaps they're not going to spend quite so much on shirts, perhaps they're not going to spend quite so much on tickets, and in particular, if you don't get into the Champions League, your revenues at that point plummet. This is why this season is a huge make-or-break year for Arsene Wenger. If the financial performance starts to slip, then at that point, both fans and owners will begin to question
4: whether or not he remains the right person for the job.
2: Amy Lawrence of The Observer, who has met Wenger most weeks for the past 14 years, is concerned that he might not be.
1: He does seem to be a changed man in the way that he speaks and even to an extent in the way that he presents himself. He's much more tetchy. He reacts much more sensitively to things that he would have handled with a laugh and a joke and a smile, and he just doesn't seem to be as much in control of things as he was in the past.
2: Last week, star Spanish striker Cesc Fabregas left the club, fueling more anxiety on the terraces. Some fans have already booed the team, demanding Wenger buy-in proven ready-made talent. Whatever the professor does in the coming weeks... This is the toughest test yet, not only of Arsene Wenger, but also of the Wenger way.
0: For more details about podcasts from the BBC, please go to bbc.co.uk.